You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and your host, as I said, Laura Ledoux, legal business coach at Laura Ledoux Esquire, is in the studio. She's in the house, as we say, but she is in the studio. You know, our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to this show to learn from our guests, like Laura. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. And with our exclusive prospect engagement program, we deliver up to 23 warm prospects to each of our advertisers each year. If you'd like to learn more about this exciting program, contact Rose Chamora, 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. All right, Laura, welcome to the program. Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me. I am in the house. How you are, are you? I'm great. And Laura has spoken to at least one of my CEO peer groups. She came in and helped them to understand some different topics around the legal area. She is a legal. She has such an interesting business model. And, and before we get to the business model, let's talk about you. Can, you. can you share a little bit about your professional background? How did you end up in this chair today? I ended up in this chair today as a result of meeting you at the Center Club because you gave me directions. There you go. Yeah, so that was okay, That cool. was a very literal interpretation of my question. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate But like, like professionally, what did you no, do? No, I know. Uh, well, I originally went to law school at Loyola, New Orleans, and I practiced there for a couple of years doing uh, civil rights work in real estate. And I ended up moving to Chicago where I, I achieved an LLM in real estate, which is a postdoctorate degree with a one-year concentration in a particular subject, which in my case was real estate. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, and I spent a couple years representing the city of Chicago, Department of Aviation, other public entities through a private law firm. And then I ultimately opened my own firm where I was excited to be representing small business owners because other than that short stint working for law firms, for the majority of my career as a lawyer and prior to that, I was an entrepreneur. Okay. So I have a, you know, I have that dual kind of thing going on with having both the legal aspect and knowledge as well as being an entrepreneur for the majority of my career. Right. And those so, are different parts of your brain. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. Entrepreneur is totally right brain. And more than people think, the, the law goes back and forth, but it really lives more in the left brain. But there's a lot of creativity that goes into it. Okay. So I, I started my own practice where I represented small business owners starting up, setting up their LLCs, negotiating their shopping center leases and other things like that, making sure they had the appropriate independent contractor agreements in place, helping them identify how they should hire employees, when they should hire employees, should they be 1099ing them, you know, what were the legal ramifications of that, what were the tax aspects of that, and all of that. That's impressive just to hear you rattle off that list of things that an entrepreneur has to even consider when starting a business. It's it's why I think starting a business is one of the most challenging things, if not the hardest thing to do in business, because of all these, if you haven't had the experience yet, how do you know what, you don't even know what you don't know. Absolutely, and that's what I define as a blind spot, and we can get more into that in, okay. a, in a few minutes, but... 
when I sit down with business owners and even when I'm networking, I ask them what their legal strategy is. They kind of get that deer in the headlights look. And most entrepreneurs, even established corporations, don't have one. Right. And that's what I help my clients do. Not to get do. sued, right? That's my legal strategy. Right. So I moved back to California in 08, which is where I'm originally from. And, you know, I said that thing, I'm never going to practice law again. And I was working in alternative energy for a while. And then I ended up consulting with some law firms and... As a result of, you know, sometimes our failures create our greatest successes. I failed the California bar exam and I didn't feel led to take it again. And I developed this business model where I basically coach entrepreneurs that are either starting out or already established. I help them identify a legal strategy for their business that not only protects their business, but it also helps them identify ways that they can increase their revenue through the use of strategic alliances, joint ventures, and things like that. And then I also help them learn how to use legal strategies as marketing. What do you mean by legal strategies? That's a great question. So for example, in marketing, People don't realize the power of marketing yourself with an agreement. So let's say you're approaching somebody to do a strategic alliance or to do a joint venture. If you come to the table, not with just a proposal, but you actually have a legal document attached to that that spells out exactly how it is that you want to work with that company or that individual, it really puts you above the rest of the competition because they really see your seriousness. And of course you say this is open to negotiation right. and that type of thing. But it really it, it really sets the entrepreneur ahead of the crowd and just makes them look more professional, more serious, more ready to rock and roll. And while I'm not licensed in California, I either liaison with my clients' attorneys, help them identify when they need attorneys, because a lot of times they don't need attorneys for what they think they actually need attorneys for. Or if they need an actual licensed attorney, I have contract attorneys that are licensed in California that I work with. Okay. And I still work with clients in Illinois and Louisiana. We're speaking with Laura Laura Ledoux. She's legal business coach at Laura Ledoux Esquire. Let me ask you, it was always my belief that if you can control the paper in a negotiation, it's a good good starting point. He or she who introduces the first piece of paper that is the governing document that gets modified, generally that's an opportunity to be in in an advantage. Not that we don't negotiate for win-wins, especially, but I think it really is important for smaller companies when they're dealing with bigger companies. If you can get your paper on the table versus taking their standardized boilerplate in a I think I think it's an opportunity and maybe an advantage or Absolutely, a- that's a good point, Rick. It does it's it 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 makes it gives you not necessarily the upper hand, but it gives you sort of the opening pitch. It's kind of like having home field advantage. Right. Because even if it is a bigger corporation and they come back with their boilerplate language, you've at least opened the negotiation with that and then you have that to work with and you can sort of meld mm. the two together. Right. And I do help my clients with negotiation. A lot of people think that they get a boilerplate contract from a larger corporation or somebody that they feel wields a bigger stick than they do. And they think, oh, that's it. All bets are off. I've got to sign this. And And they want you to think that, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they they send you this intimidating document that's like 38 pages when it could be like 12. And, you know, people just go, oh, gosh, I better sign it. And they don't think of consulting someone like me or consulting an attorney. And they end up just signing it. And in many cases, that can come back to bite them. Right. Can, can a legal strategy then be to have your own paper for a governing document, at least to get it introduced in the conversation, or also to demonstrate to larger partners that you have awareness of what a legal strategy and document would look like? I, I think sometimes entrepreneurs might work, walk in there really 
not prepared to do business the way the big companies are prepared to do business. And for that, they're on their heels from the beginning. Absolutely. And also with respect to just when do I incorporate? What type of entity do I select? Because unless you have significant assets when you're first opening up a business, if you have like a home or if you have significant assets in your business that you need to protect, you don't really need to set up a corporation until you're making grossing about 60 grand a year. Okay. And a lot of people don't understand that. I made that mistake at the beginning here in California and I was paying $800 for the first year in my minimum tax, which that year I actually got back. But you don't, you know, I didn't really need to be incorporated at that time. So it's just, I sit with my clients initially and I see where they are in their particular businesses what their revenue is, what their projections are, what their budgets are, and I help them identify how they're a legal strategy for their business, find out what kind of growth plans they have, find out where they want to be, find out what partners that that might be in their industry that they want to form strategic alliances with. For example, I have a client who sells bathing suits that are specifically for athletes, for female athletes. So they stay in place. She sells them to volleyball players and Mm. swimmers and divers and things like that. Niche, right? Absolutely. So she's got strategic alliances that she can do. She's working with the military right now. She's got strategic alliances that she can do with other sporting companies that are targeting those markets, joint ventures, things of that nature. So there are a lot of different ways that she can increase her revenue just by who she partners with. Okay. And an example of a big, a big joint venture, strategic. Actually, it was a strategic alliance. Was between Jack Canfield, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, and Campbell's Soup, because he piggybacked on their marketing, on their branding, oh. on their international reputation, and that allowed his book to take off and become a household name. Oh. So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And not everything, of course, is going to be on that scale. Some businesses are local businesses. You know, she might end up partnering up with Quicksilver or Billabong or something like that with a surfer. Sure. Well, you know, the interesting thing about your business model, because you did speak to one of my groups along this line, helping them understand what a legal strategy or legal strategies means. That's kind of why I'm picking at a little bit with you because they found a lot of value in that conversation, Laura. Um, but, but the other side of it is, too, you don't have to be very big before you have to probably sign something that has terms and conditions on it, right? I mean, you don't have to be a very large. But as an as a entrepreneur, sometimes they're wary of getting legal advice because they're not sure if they really need it or not. And you sort of strike me as being that great intermediary where you're not trying to sell them services because you can't perform the services, right? Correct. You, you wouldn't. You would delegate no. that. So you're really there to show up to help them with clear thinking. Exactly. Thank you for for making it so clear. Right. Because which I think is great because you're not going to try to I mean there's there's really no vested interest in you getting them to do something they don't need to do from a legal contracts perspective because it's not, not a revenue source for you. You're there to help them develop a legal strategy which I and I say not to get sued because jokingly when you presented to the group that was sort of the consensus opinion. Well, I'm just happy if it, if nothing bad happens. Right. And that's that's how a lot of entrepreneurs <clears throat> approach things without really taking into account well what can I do beyond just right. not getting what can I do to actually take the law and use it to my advantage? And a lot of entrepreneurs just go and, you know, bury their head in their in the sand when it comes to the legal aspect of things. With And a lot of lawyers don't show entrepreneurs the opportunities they have to take the law and have it bend and flow for them so that it's actually working for them. And Imagine it's a that. tool and an opportunity to 
increase their revenue and not just protect their assets. Well, this is just part of the value that Laura Ledoux can deliver as the legal coach and business coach. And what an interesting niche you've carved out for yourself, Laura. We're going to take our third and final commercial break here on Critical Mass radio show. I've got a bunch of questions that I've developed. Well, actually, Crystal Nunley and I and Laura have developed. I'm not sure how many of them we're going to get to in the second half, but there's a lot of good ones here on, on paper, ladies and gentlemen. Laura and I are having a, a interesting dialogue. And we're going to come back and continue that conversation, and I promise you, Crystal, we'll, we'll, we're going to delve into some of the questions that are on the sheet as well. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these words from our valued sponsors. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top 10 universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Laura Ledoux is our featured guest in this segment. She's legal business coach at Laura Ledoux Esquire. Uh, I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. Uh, That's easy to do because we're on iTunes and Stitcher.com and Spreaker.com, as well as other business-oriented podcasting services. Over the last 30 days, you've downloaded close to 16,000 episodes of the Critical Mass Radio Show series, and we appreciate your continued and growing support. You know, in the first segment, Laura, we said we were going to talk about uh, a little bit more about identifying the blind spots that entrepreneurs and middle market CEOs have. Can you address those a little bit more for our audience as it relates to legal strategies, etc.? Of course. What I define a blind spot as is what you don't know that you don't know. And uh, the biggest thing, and this sort of goes along with my overarching philosophy on my business, the, the first thing that most entrepreneurs fail to recognize is what they need to protect, when they need to protect it, and how they need to protect it. And the second thing that they have a blind spot about is when to expand, how to expand, and what legal strategy to employ when expanding. So my underlying philosophy is protection first, 
expansion second. Okay. What happens is as entrepreneurs are starting out and things are growing and they're getting excited and they're seeing revenue come in, a lot of times the the um, draw is to just go, oh, expand, look at this. You know, it's kind of like the shiny object syndrome. Oh, look over here if I do this. And right. it's kind of like playing chess. You know, you move a piece and you don't realize that you exposed another piece over here. So that's what a blind spot is. Mm. So what I do is I get in deep with my clients and help them understand, well, that's a great idea to move over here, but do you realize you just exposed your queen? Okay. Which sounds like a bad thing. It to is. Do well, the queen, of course, because she's the female piece on the board, has all the power and oh, she can do the most stuff. Move anywhere she wants. Exactly. She's just crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, you she's lose her, charge. you're pretty, you're you know, you, some people can win, but I, not me. Not with her knights and your rooks <laughs> and your pawns. Give me no, a break. No, no, no. And that king. <laughs> How about the bishop? Where is he anyway? <laughs> Moving diagonally. Yeah. Anyway, so. Where were we? <laughs> we were taught, I don't know how we got into chess. I think that was my problem. But yes. in any event, so it's really helping them utilize a legal strategy and basically playing chess to win in their own businesses. So making sure that as they're moving this piece, they're not leaving a blind spot over here. As they're expanding and growing over here, they're not leaving their house exposed or they're not leaving the assets of their businesses exposed. If they're negotiating a lease for a building or something like that, realtors, brokers are fantastic. They can help you find the right space that's on the right corner that's going to give you the right traffic and the right parking for what you're doing in your business, but they're not going to help you make sure that it's going to function from a legal aspect for your business that, you know, two weeks after you move in, you're not going to find out the air conditioner broke and oop broke and oops, it's your responsibility to fix it. Yeah. Cause it's in subparagraph 37 on page 92 of the gre- the lease that you signed in triplicate and you didn't really understand it was in there. Right. Yeah. Or that you could have just paid a couple hundred dollars for an inspection of <laughs> everything and said, oh, well, that thing's going to break in two weeks. So right. I think we're going to have to negotiate something on the front end to make sure that I'm not footing the bill for something that you're delivering to me in a substandard condition. Because when you were talking to the entrepreneurs of the middle market firms that, uh, that were in my peer group that you presented to, it is clear to me that you you bring the value of looking at their business goals and implementation and seeing it through a filter of the legal aspects of it, which Correct. I think many times, if not most times, sorry, listeners, CEOs of middle market companies, we don't think about the legal aspects of it. We're so emotionally or driven by the pro- potential that that kind of stuff isn't doesn't rise up to the same level of importance. But my experience is, if you've signed an agreement, that is the governing document. At the end of the day, if there's a dispute, we go back to the paper. And if you haven't spent the right time on the paper, guess what? You've given away a lot of potential value for your business. Is exactly. That- and the time to get the right terms in the agreement is when everyone's friendly. Yes. When they want your business. When they want your business, when everyone thinks they're moving forward, you know, together and we're going to do this and it's exciting and everyone's going to win. That's the time to get the terms of the agreement down, not when things are falling apart because emotions are high. And yes, entrepreneurs have great vision. They have great ideas. That's what makes them succeed at what they do. But they need a team of people to support them that can focus on more of the details on and on the things that 
that that entrepreneur isn't going to do because that's not what they do. They're they're deal makers and vision makers and dreamers, and they're getting out there and making things that someone like me would never think of. Right, and and I focus more on the prevention and protection of the business, but you clearly, Laura Ledoux, who is legal business coach at Laura Ledoux Esquire, uh, helped me to see that it's also opportunity-based. It's not just covering your behind and understanding your contracts, but it's actually using the tool to your advantage and creating relationships that can really enhance the business's performance because my experience in working with these size businesses, as they grow, they really do need to have a legal strategy because the basic underpinnings of the business may need to change because what worked when you were five employees or whatever or no employees doesn't work when you're 10 employees or 10,000 employees. And you better keep modifying that and to, because if you don't, then once it happens, then you're really at risk. Exactly. That's, and that's not the time to go, well, we, we, we never looked at our employment agreements or whatever the case may be. Exactly. And, and then you'll have that one employee that did. Right. And then they're they're taking it and wielding it as a big stick yeah. over you. This one so. page worked when I hired my five people that we started the business with. It doesn't work with the 50th employee who's not as closely aligned to me as maybe the original five were, exactly. right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. So you always have to keep re- Just because you did it right the first time doesn't mean it's right now. Right. And that's a good point because a lot of clients ask me, do I have forms on my website? Where can, can they purchase right. forms from me? No. Everybody's unique. Every business is unique. Every contract, every agreement, everything that you're doing is unique. But you have a ton of resources at your disposal because I know you were very helpful with the CEOs in my groups about Thank giving you. information that they could use. Because many times it's just knowing where to look. Exactly. And I, I help my clients a lot with doing research. So I really save them money on both ends because I help them. If they don't want to pay me to do the research, I can help them identify where they can find out the, that information them themselves or delegate it to an assistant or something like that. And then in the event that they do get sued or that they do need an attorney to work with, I'm getting everything ready and packaged for that attorney so it costs them a lot less money in legal fees to that actual attorney. It's very distracting to have to deal with a lawsuit to a middle market, small and middle market company. It, it can be all, depending on the suit, it can be all, all consuming. Absolutely. Unfortunately. And to have somebody in your corner who can sort of translate and not forget the business, because that was always my frustration uh, in business is that sometimes when you get too engaged with, with your attorneys, you lose the side of the business for the arcaneness of the words and the, and, mm-hmm. the, and the details. And you feel like, Jesus, this isn't even really the business anymore. Having somebody like you who could do that translation, I think, would be invaluable. Now, I know you do workshops and seminars, and you really do give back to people. Can we talk a little bit with the time that we have left about what you do in the area of workshops and seminars and events that you have planned? Sure. I don't have anything planned right now. I've got a couple of things in the works. I'm getting, waiting to get dates finalized. I do have a new offering that we can talk about if there's time permitting. But for your audience, what I'm what I have coming up is workshops that talk about how you can protect your most important assets, use joint ventures and strategic alliances to increase your revenue, 10 ways to keep yourself and your business out of the courtroom, how you can use intellectual properties such as trademarks, service marks for your brand, logo, and other offerings, protecting your business with the right agreements because a lot of times we don't have non-disclosure agreements in place, we don't have confidentiality agreements in place with that virtual assistant that we have working in Dallas for us that has... (laughs) Access to our bookkeeping and our credit card numbers and our customer database. (laughs) And then suddenly that person gets angry and oops, now your information is compromised. So those are just some of the types of things that I do. And I can come to individual businesses if people want to, you know, contact me. I, I have different spaces around Orange County that I can set up a workshop for five or more people and 
customize that to what they're particularly needing. Well, how would they find you online then? They can find me at lauraledoux.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-L-E-D-O-U-X.com. Do that again. <laughs> lauraledoux.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-L-E-D-O-U-X.com. That's a fantastic name. Thank it's, you. It sounds like you should have gone to school in New Orleans and, you know, that whole Louisiana kind of thing. I don't know why, but maybe it's the French sounding to your name. It's, <laughs> it's very nice. All right. So did you say you had a special offer? Did we cover everything in that area? Did you say? We did cover everything okay. in that All area. Right. So I do have sure. a special offer. Wow. I do, uh, if you, there we go. If you, Pay attention. <laughs> get in touch with me by August 15th. You will get a free 15-minute consultation. And when you mention Critical Mass Radio, you will get a special incentive. And that's 2014, ladies and gentlemen, because our Thank archives you. last forever. And somebody might be calling you in 2024, and you you know the offer is no more because <laughs> who knows. All right, Laura Ledoux, thanks for being a friend of the program. You're, you're wonderful at what you do. It's such an interesting niche. If you're a CEO of a middle market firm out there and you're wondering, what is my legal strategy? Maybe the first place to go is to contact Laura to at least figure out what that means to you and your business because you certainly need to have one. Thanks for being a friend of the program and welcome to our community here. Thanks for having me. It was a great time. Always. As always. And I highly recommend her to speak to your groups. I've seen her firsthand and they love it. The show has been brought to you by our advertisers, Brandman University, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. Our engineer for today's show is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunnally. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Marketing strategist and live events manager, Asia Celestino. Our social media manager is Melissa Padani. VP of sales, as I said earlier in the show, is Rose Chamora, and I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or refer a future guest or advertise on our platform, visit criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until our next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 